On today's first round KO, we talk about Des Bryant signing with the Saints. We talk about Monday Night Football, Dallas versus Tennessee. Then we shift focus into college basketball, Zion and Duke dominating. And then we talk about the NBA All-Star Draft being televised and how fun that should be. Then we talk some WWE, how Brock Lesnar has a new contract and how long he'll be here for. And how a big New Japan star turned down a WWE contract. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to first. For the love of God, tell me this isn't the Joe Budden podcast. Because if it is, I'm getting right the hell out of this room. I've heard the Joe Budden podcast is actually decent. (laughs) To people who love Joe Budden, maybe. That's fair. I've never heard of him until this NFL thing. No, welcome to First Round KO. My name, and I don't know. You don't know your name. I don't know my own name. Okay. That's the kind of day I'm having. I, I, I can I, I feel that. I'm your host, KOAK Howard J. Dingers. I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. So you want to know how rare it is in the form of me actually sleeping halfway decent was? I woke up this morning, like, just completely wrapped in a freaking just cocoon, like, in the in this blanket that I have, right? Like, yeah. Because I, I couldn't will myself to climb up on my actual bed, so I slept on the futon yet again. <laughs> like, tonight I'm probably going to go off and, like, clear off the stuff on my actual bed bed so I can actually, like, sleep on it this weekend so I have yeah. the weekend off. But, no, I slept, like, a rock last night. I woke up. And was it you that I was talking to? It was someone who was, like, when we when you wake up and you look at the time, you're like, holy crap. Like, I slept for that long and it's only this much where you feel like you, like, I can't, I can't remember who it was that I was talking to. But they're just like, you know you slept really well when you wake up and you when you like sleep and then you wake up and you're like, Holy crap, I still have more time to sleep. Oh, you like yeah, feel yeah, so yeah. super refreshed. And that was the case this morning. And I was just like, Oh okay. I'm glad you felt that way. <laughs> you know, it was weird. It's still weird because I like still fell asleep around like two, but I well I don't know what happened. I don't know if I just like just the moment I put my phone down I just like dropped and fell asleep or anything, but no, it was it was weird this morning, and then I woke up and getting and got dressed, and I realized just how tired I really was, and I was like, "Oh, this is just a facade." Like I'm gonna sleep in endlessly this weekend. Uh, I am exhausted today, uh, and it's all by my own. F- I mean, kind of my own fault. I just I'm so busy that I try to fit in my video game time late at night, and it just doesn't work out. Um, but yeah, no, this morning I was super exhausted until I started watching SmackDown. And it was just so good and so enjoyable that it just put me in the greatest mood. <laughs> like, yesterday after doing the Raw review, I was just in a shit mood all day. Like, Raw was just terrible, and talking about it again just made, just put me in a terrible mood. But then it was the complete opposite today. Like, SmackDown put me in a great mood. It was super entertaining. And then I got to talk about it again today. And, yeah, it, so, it, so thank you to Tuesday Night SmackDown Live. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you get another grumpy Kyle today. But you just get tired, Kyle, today, as you can tell by the intro. <laughs> That's what happens when I do three shows right in a row. Yeah. I forget how to introduce myself because I introduce myself three different ways in three different shows. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But let's talk about some sports. Uh, Before we get to the Monday Night Football game, because I do actually want to talk about that. We have to talk about the biggest news in the NFL. Des Bryant patiently waited it out, turned down Baltimore, turned down Cleveland and Hard Knocks. Finally, after a half a season, has which is to his benefit because he usually only plays a good half season. Oh, <laughs> just oh. kidding. Love you, Des. Uh, yeah, he finally signed with the New Orleans Saints. The powerhouse that just took down the the unbeaten, at the time unbeaten, L.A. Rams. This New Orleans team, who was already seeming like they were pretty unstoppable after not losing since week one. Mm-hmm. 
they now have, with all due respect to Ted Ginn Jr., they now have a legit number two wide receiver to pair up with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. I mean, he's technically a number one, but he's got to play number two now. Dez? He oh, doesn't have I'm to play number two, but he's, he's a, gonna he, play he's, two. he's a one. Mike Thomas is he's fantastic. So yeah, Dez to the Saints. What do you think this does for the for New Orleans? Hmm. Like I I've already I've already kind of I didn't say I said it on Hawk Talk. This is just incredible for the Saints. Like you already had Mike Thomas, who is in a like I said. 70 receptions for Mike Thomas. Yeah. The next high, the second wide receiver who I said was Ted Ginn, his 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 receptions were only at 12 <laughs> for the season. And everyone says, "Oh, but Kamara has 54. Kamara's a wide or running back. That doesn't count." Now they have a legit number 2 wide receiver to play with Mike Thomas. So now not only is so either Mike Thomas is going to keep getting double teamed and Dez is going to get a lot of wide open catches. Yeah. Or they're going to start spreading it out and like guarding them equally and Thomas is just going to get that many more catches. And then you don't even talk about with those two at wide receiver, now you have Alvin Kamara who the lanes are going to open up even more for him and Mark Ingram. This Saints team just got even more unstoppable. Right. It's incredible. It's it's hard to look at this team and not think that they're I mean, you can look at their defense. <laughs> yeah, but even then, last year, we still I would still say, even with that defense, am I even being recorded right now? Barely. Yeah, you're on there. I am see. I? Well, it's barely picking me up. We'll That's weird. Up. We'll turn you up a little All bit. All right, well. Now you're, now you're there. Okay, well, cool. Um, I, I think this team is – I thought it going into the regular season game. I still think it now. They're the – it's either it's them or LA now to go to the to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I just don't realistically see anyone else even if even if Minnesota wakes up, even if even if the Bears somehow have some like second real or have like another reawakening in them. There's there's no one out there in the NFC better than the Rams and the Saints. It's either these two teams going up against I don't know, it could be five other teams in the AFC. It's more of a it's more of a race there than it is in the NFC right now. I put my money on Kansas City right now, uh, but just more teams in contention is what I mean for in the, in the oh, AFC. Oh yeah, for the NFC, it's just really it's really just these two teams in my opinion. This is so smart by Des Bryant, turning down the big money like like Rappaport like this. You read it out on Hawk Talk. It's sitting in front of me now. Uh, you know his marathon wait has ended with a playoff team. Like he's not going to Baltimore where there's a lot of questions. They don't even know who their quarterback is right now. Well, the starting quarterback n- keeps sabotaging their backup quarterback. <laughs> there, did you hear that Baltimore wants to start? Or their head coach said that they're going to put Lamar in for a full series. Good. Good. Th- that's their way of like, hey, Joe, we're going to try out this new guy, and you're going to leave pretty soon. Sorry. Good. They, I, <laughs> they want Joe out of there so bad. Yeah, can I can't blame him. Um, and the, he didn't go to Cleveland. Cleveland is not a playoff team yet. As much no. as I wanted them to be, and you know they have the potential and it's there, and you know, but they're a head coach away, which I also kind of want to touch on in a second. But yeah, he waited it out, and now he is on arguably the best offense in the league. Yeah, making that offense better, making this team a legit, if they weren't already a legit Super Bowl contender. And it it's so smart by Des Bryant. It's just incredibly smart. I don't know the contract details. Uh, da, 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 da. yeah, I don't know the exact details of his contract because I don't see them here, but that, that's super smart. And it's smart on both ends because, like we said with the Saints, this just gives them another weapon that they didn't really need, but it's going to help a lot and it's going to make them even better. And it's obviously smart on Dez's part because now, you know, yeah, he had problems with drops and all that stuff, and he might have been losing a step, but now he's got a legit quarterback throwing mm-hmm. to him, unlike Tony Romo. I'm not a huge fan of Romo, if you can't tell. But now he's got, you know, the Hall of Famer Drew Brees, one of the, you know, statistically one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And it, it's just it's, – this is going to be good for both sides. Uh, <laughs> while Bryant is no longer an elite target, he doesn't need to be. Yeah, you're right, but he still will be. People are underestimating his talent. 
like his last couple seasons, he played with Dak Prescott. How are you going to tell me that Drew Brees isn't going to use him as much as Dak? Like, right. He's going to use him more than Dak Prescott, obviously. Sure, he's a much better quarterback. Yeah. And he doesn't need to. That's the other thing. He doesn't need to be elite because Drew Brees is going to put the money, put the ball in the breadbasket every yep. time, and Des just needs to catch it. He just needs to be there. That's all Des needs to be. Exactly. Just be at the spot. He needs you're to supposed run his to be route. At. Exactly. And Des will do that. <sighs> this is scary. Yeah. I now, this makes me think. I was kind of excited. Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. I was I was looking forward to that. Now we kind of look at. Saints Chiefs is kind of my pick. Even though, yeah, the Patriots are rolling, I'd still roll with the Chiefs. Uh, it could be interesting. I don't know, man. This this NFL season is crazy turns left and right here. I'm I'm enjoying every second of this. So moving to, to speaking of the Cowboys, Monday night football. Yeah. I was so excited. So I picked Dallas, and I started watching the beginning of this game because I was at work and I was bored. And Dallas scored a touchdown, Amari Cooper, touchdown in his first game, which was great. And then the next – or maybe it was the drive to set up that touchdown, but Mariota fumbled, and the Dallas fell on it at, like, the 15-yard line. And then, again, on the next drive, they fumbled again, and Dallas recovered. And I'm sitting here like – Oh my God! Like Tennessee is terrible. <laughs> like I, I knew I figured Dallas would win, but Jesus, this is going to be a slaughter. And then <laughs> I turn it off, silly me, and I start playing Madden. Because when I get home, <laughs> I wake up the next morning. I was like, Oh, let's see how bad the score was for Tennessee. Twenty-eight to fourteen, they came back. It was tied going into halftime. Dallas only scored another touchdown off of that turnover. But then Tennessee put up 14 in the second. It was tied at 14 going into the half. And then Tennessee put up seven in the third, seven in the fourth. What the fuck? (laughs) Now, my big question here, why the fuck is Jason Garrett still a head coach? (laughs) How do you start off a fumble recovery touchdown and another fumble recovery? You should hey, you should be up 14-0 at that point. I think they might have been. I don't know the timeline for that. I don't know if they scored off that turnover. But how the fuck do you lose after that? That is the one of the most cowboy things I've ever seen. And the th- and you want to know what he was rewarded with after that? The vote of approval from Jerry Jones and that he oh, and I don't Prescott s- will be back. I don't see a midseason change at the coaching position. Fuck you, Jerry. This is why you haven't won a title in forever. Who's going to unseat Jerry himself? No one. No one, but he needs to... Get the fucking stick out of his brain. He doesn't give a shit as long as the Cowboys are turning a profit, which they always will because Cowboy fans are just as delusional as Jerry Jones. It's just ridiculous. I, this team, because Tennessee has been so inconsistent this year. Oh, they my beat, goodness. They're, they've been horribly inconsistent. They beat Philadelphia, and then they lost two games that they probably should have won. And now all of a sudden, with a rough start, they come back and win. I I don't get this team, and I don't get the Cowboys either because the Cowboys have the the Cowboys have the talent, especially now with Amari Cooper. They gave up too much for him, but you know, as of right now, it's a good acquisition, I think. But it just makes me so like confused. Like Jason Garrett and uh, uh, who am I thinking of here? Lewis, Cincinnati. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. They have to have some sort of blackmail towards their GM, right? <laughs> like the fact that they go eight and eight every year and they still have a job. Marvin Lewis hasn't won a Mar- well. Marvin Lewis probably more so than Jason Garrett. Marvin Lewis has been there since I think the dawn of the two thousands. Yeah. honestly. And they and he hasn't won a playoff game, <laughs> and he's still there every year. Like I. He has to have black and same like I, I'm. I shouldn't say Jason Garrett doesn't have blackmail. He's just got Jerry Jones' hand up his ass. Ah, I don't get it. I really just don't understand what what the Cowboys legitimately need. And I think Jerry might actually Help. do this. <laughs> <laughs> once if once Jason Garrett is gone, you know, in five years, Tony Romo needs to be their head coach. Tony Romo's a smart guy. I think he's proved he's proven that he was a smart quarterback. Yeah, but he was never able to really prove that. He's proven that now 
as that commentator. Like, he is one of the best commentators out there, you know, color guys, because he, he's able to explain defenses and everything, where this person should be, where this person shouldn't be, blah, blah, blah. He's just super, super – what are you looking at? Why the fuck does the counter look like that? I don't know, man. <laughs> I look at that counter. It's It, look, it looks oh. just like that. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Yeah. Someone must have changed that. It doesn't normally look like that. Anyway, I don't really care. Yeah. Technical issues that people don't need to worry about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Romo needs to be their head coach. I honestly think he could help. Like, obviously, because they have talent. If they had a competent head coach, then, then yeah. God, you know what always sticks in my mind when I think about Jason Garrett? What's up? When he iced his kicker. You remember that? Yo, I do. Oh, my God. I, I've never laughed so hard. The play hard. clock was winding down. Yeah, and he was about to kick the fucking ball. <laughs> I just can't. Like, how does he still have a job? I just. I guess the que- the only question that I have when it comes to the Cowboys is what does it take for him to get fired? Like, I, don't, I obviously don't want a man to, like, lose his job, but what does it take? Because he's not the guy for Dallas. That's my only question. Like, what more does it take? They're three and five right now. I think if they go anywhere from you know three and fifteen, no, three and thirteen, uh, anywhere from there, if they win six, if they don't make it to seven and nine, seven and nine, I think he's probably safe because at that point you might be able to blame it on the players. But any like six and ten, some somewhere I, along those lines. I don't know. I think Jerry still keeps them. That's what I'm saying. I just don't know what it takes for him to loot to to get canned. You know what? You know what it takes is the perfect candidate being out there, because as a general manager, you don't want to fire your head coach without there being a legit replacement. You can't just fire just because he needs to be fired. You, there needs to be a legit replacement out there. Go see if Josh McDaniels wants to come down. They that, that Josh McDaniels is always an option. That's why Cleveland. I think they made a really good job firing Hugh Jackson because I. I hope and I think that they're going to go hire Bruce Arians, who wants to be in Cleveland, who is a very good head coach. Oh, yeah. We saw the turnaround that he did exactly. over there in Arizona. So, I I think – and he, he held up uh, the Colts when Chuck Pagano was gone for a while. Yep. I, I think that's going to be a good move. So, like, if if they can talk to Josh McDaniels, obviously I don't think they can. There's a lot of tampering rules. But if, if they think that they can go get Josh McDaniels, if they think that Pete Carroll and Mike McCarthy is going to be available, then go get – then get rid of Jason Garrett. Or, you know, if you can talk to Tony and Tony right. Tony Romo says he wants to do it, then by all means do that. But I, I don't think Tony leaves that booth, though, to be honest with you. I think he – Why, though? I To to I go coach your team? I don't – I don't – I don't. I think he's having much more fun in the booth. I think Tony's a football guy, and I think he would, I think he would enjoy being a coach. I really do. Yeah, but just not now. Not now. Uh, yeah, Maybe I guess. in a couple of years. On the other hand, though, Tennessee, what is that, Mike Vrabel? Is that their coach? I believe so. It's Vrabel, yeah. I don't know. He's – I mean, they had that losing streak there. I think they had two or three games in a row. But, I don't know. He's he's kind of pulling something out of nowhere with this team, you know, being able to come back after that slow start. 28 points unanswered, basically. I, again, I don't know the actual number on that, but it, that's what I'm – kind of gathering from the box score but yeah I, he he might be able to do something with Mariota he's he's kind of figuring it out they have a good uh, dual-headed monster at running back with Lewis and Henry who just I mean it's not even so much the coaching staff so it's just those two in particular just haven't figured out how to get it going right and once they do I think they'll be you know that you have to use them at the right time so mm-hmm. there there's a lot with that but I think once a couple good receivers get there because right now it's Corey Davis and Darius Jennings yeah. Once you get some good receiver, Tajay Sharp isn't terrible, but he isn't doing anything right now. But yeah, I, I think Tennessee's a few pieces away from being at least a decent team, especially in their division. You know, with Houston and Jacksonville and Indy, like if you if you put together a good team and you can compete, win a few games on the road, right? You, know, you can win the division, get to the playoffs. And we, we gotta we gotta remember this Tennessee team was a playoff team last year, and they made it to the second round. Yep. Who did they beat? Kansas City? No, yeah. It was Kansas City. Was Kansas City. Um, yeah, I, man. Yeah, they, like I said, this football game was weird because it started off, Dallas was just hot. You know, 
Turnover. Amari Cooper scores his first touchdown. Yep. Another turnover. And then nothing. <laughs> and then you just lose 28-4. to four. That's just – that's sad. And, honestly, that's the coaching staff, in my opinion. That's 100% the coaching staff at that point. Uh, yeah. Shifting gears to my favorite thing that happened yesterday. <clears throat> Duke is officially back. <laughs> because college basketball season is back. Because college basketball is back. I'm so excited because college basketball is – the best, a little under, a little under NFL, a little under. But once March comes, full on basketball, and I'm so excited because Duke dominated, absolutely dominated Kentucky yesterday, and not just Duke. Zion Williams, Williamson, and it's Williamson. Sorry, Zion Williamson and Radish and Barrett, but mostly William. Actually, yeah, all three of those freshmen tore it up. Williamson. If you have you seen the highlight tape? Yeah, from Zion. I mean, everyone's seen a highlight tape from Zion no, for, the last, like, for the last like ten years because he's from been this a game. YouTube phenomenon. From but, this game, yeah, yeah. Of oh course, yeah. my God! First of all, everyone's like, "Is dunk? Is probably his first point's gonna be dunker post move?" Nope. Let me just pull up a fucking three pointer and swish that bitch. Nah, he, Williamson was in his bag he last night. He was on fire last night. Literally, the commentator he hit a jump shot, and the commentator was like, "What do you do?" Like, honestly, what do you do to guard that? If he can hit a three-pointer or just a normal jump shot and he can drive to the lane, finish on his right offhand, he's a lefty. If he can finish on that offhand, if he can throw pump fakes in the in the lane like we've seen, he has a very polished post game. What do you do? Like, how do you guard him? The other thing is, who guards him? Do you put in the small, the small forward who can match him athletically but probably won't match him height-wise, or do you put in the power forward or the center who can match his height but can't match his athleticism. And then he just beats him to the rim. Like, I, he's he's incredible. And Steve, then he could kick it out to Reddish or Barrett, too. Exactly. Well, that's what makes this Duke team so incredible. <laughs> and then you, you add the fact that Duke is coached by the best college basketball coach of all time in Mike Krzyzewski. Kerr compared Zion to uh, LeBron today. I saw, yeah. Which I, it, it's hard to disagree with. It's very hard. Now, uh, assuming Williamson can continue to develop that jump shot, good lord. Good luck. Yeah. That's all good I have lord to say. and good luck. Like people are saying, Ben Ben Simmons is the next LeBron. He's a jump shot away from LeBron. You know who has a jump shot? <laughs> Zion. <laughs> through one game. Let's see how. Let's see how he gets through the rest of the season. I agree, but it's there. Like, it's there, it just needs to be there consistently. Correct. Which is more than we can say about Ben Simmons. Duke put, yes, Duke put college basketball on notice last night. <laughs> they they beat number two Kentucky. They're ranked number four. I think, I still think, completely disrespectful to Duke. <laughs> completely. They had to have known that with Zion that they were going to be a good team. They had to have known that. Number four is just disrespectful. <laughs> And they're gonna be higher than that in a week's time, but man, I, it was such Where do you an entertaining put them? game. Are they the new two? Or do they, do they oh, they're absolutely the new two. Okay, and eventually they will be one. Either when Kansas loses, or if they keep dominating teams like this, like if they keep playing ranked teams and they dominate them, like they dominated Kentucky, dude, I you eventually them. just have to put them. Past I want them to Kansas. beat the shit out of Kansas. I don't know if they play Kansas in the regular season. I hope they do because I want them to beat the dog shit out of them. Oh, me too. Like, I cannot stand that school, and I can't stand Kansas fans, The only honestly. time I liked Kansas was with Mario Chalmers. That was when I hit peak hatred <laughs> of Kansas. I just like Mario Chalmers. I hate Mario Chalmers. Um, But, no, like, between the school, between just I, – I personally am just not a Kansas fan. I think Kansas fan – I think Kansas fans are the are – the, are, like – Kansas fans are almost as bad as Alabama football fans. And I know everyone's like, no, those are Duke fans. It's like, eh. I partially am a Duke fan, Duke and I and, and, and I ain't like that. I mean, yeah, that's probably – I probably shouldn't say anything on this because I am a Duke fan, but, like, I don't think Duke fans are that bad. I don't think so. Kansas fans are – I don't know. And plus I know one who goes to school here and there. And anytime, anytime I wear anything, they're like, ew, why are you wearing that? Rock, chalk, Jayhawk. And I'm just like, shut the fuck fuck up yeah, they don't like, like let me do my thing i'm sorry the world doesn't doesn't bend to your beck and fucking call i hope you lose in the freaking second round of the tournament 
if they play Kansas, it'll be in March. Uh, their next right now, because obviously rankings will change, but as of right now, their next ranked opponent is 22 Clemson in January. So for the rest of the year, they're playing unranked teams. What do we, got? we got Army. Army. Good God. Eastern, Eastern Michigan, Michigan, San Diego, Diego State. State. San Diego State's they make the tournament. They're they're a decent team. Indiana, Indiana. Hoosiers right. are never terrible. Stenson, Hartford, Hartford Yale, Yale, Princeton, Texas Tech, Tech again, another yeah, team that's that a makes good one. it, and then Clemson. So like, and then that's when they really get into like the, the ACC. ACC yeah. Um, and then you you get Clem- you get Clemson, you get Florida State, Syracuse, Virginia. Damn. Notice how most of their games are on ESPN, too, in the early part of the season. <laughs> Literally all of them until Wake Forest are on ESPN or this one ACC but network. But I assume the rest of them are probably, like, on CBS or the ACC network. Yeah. Because, you know, every conference has a network now. And well, plus, and a lot of these will be flexed eventually, too. Probably. And they'll all be put somewhere. But, yeah. I, I can't wait for the rest to do that. Like, I'm going to need to watch as many games as I can because Zion's going to be so entertaining to watch. Like he he him and Duke put put basketball on notice last night, and I think the rest of the, the rest of college basketball the what the rest of D one needs to uh they definitely need to take note. Sticking with basketball, okay. The NBA announced that they will televise the All Star Game draft. Yeah, I'm glad. Fuck. Everyone- yeah. It would have been great to watch last year. Do you right. know how so much drama happened or could have happened well, behind uh, closed doors? And that? how entertaining it could be because Honestly. obviously, assuming, uh, you know, it, well, I guess we'll talk about last year's, if it would have been televised. Can you imagine just Steph and LeBron? Because everyone's friends nowadays, which is one thing I do hate about today's NBA. Oh, my but goodness. But I, I want people to be. It's a brotherhood, man. But you're, <laughs> you, you can you're go- competing. Yeah, you can do that in the middle of the game. Why do you no. think? No. That's. That's why Draymond and LeBron have a TV show, but on the court they're ready to tear each other's heads off. Anyway, <laughs> their friend. Can you imagine the show that, that and the spectacle that they would have put on? Like the, the how entertaining that because we know what LeBron can do. Putting KD and we've Russ. seen LeBron not one, not two, not three. We've seen the kind of show that he can put on. Putting K. Can you imagine the face of people when if, when someone puts KD and Russ on the same damn team? Exactly, Kyrie and LeBron. Kyrie like, LeBron, and LeBron, yeah. And if you can actually get, because I'm assuming it's just going to be those two people sitting in a room. It's not going to be the league and then when you get drafted you come on stage and type of thing right but can you imagine if they did because then like lebron's like yo Kyrie, <laughs> get on <laughs> up here like i know you didn't want to but you're stuck you're with right. me now <laughs> sorry bud oh <laughs> uh, god it's such a good idea like i don't know where it's probably it's probably like tnt or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be on tnt it, it targeted uh targeted tnt broadcast which means it'll be a, it's either going to be on tnt or nba tv this is gonna be so good. That was fun. That De- oh, this so this was last year. LeBron tweeted, "Yo, Steph Curry, that was fun. Definitely should have been televised with the shrug emoji." And then Curry said, "Yeah, I'd have to say that was legit." Hashtag next year. So I'm sure they had something to do with it. I know mm-hmm. LeBron has a lot of say within the NBA, but this is gonna be great. I can't wait. It's gonna be so entertaining. And I think I I I really enjoy the fact that they're doing this draft style oh, i don't i hate oh my East goodness, versus yeah. west especially I mean, now you, i mean you still you, right so i mean you still name like your your all-stars from the west right. and the east but you're not throwing it like but now it's not right the west players versus the east players which would literally be the warriors versus everyone the warriors in the and lebron <laughs> versus the eastern conference <laughs> okay now i kind of want to see that <laughs> <laughs> the warriors and lebron for one game the all-star game i really that is like the Monstars times literally, 20. Literally, look, th- th- you do Steph, Clay, KD, and Draymond with LeBron. As a, as a stretch five. As a stretch five. Well, yeah, I mean, Draymond could even be stretch five. True. Clay is the tallest out of all of them. <laughs> Just those five against the rest of the All-Stars. And the rest of the All-Stars can play six if they want. Like, can you imagine that? That would be so fun. That's but anyway. literally the Monstars on steroids right there. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be really fun. But no, but this, now, dra- this draft is going to be fun. It's going to be watch. super fun. Yeah. And I like the fact that they're doing the draft again. And yeah, now that they're actually televising it, the NBA is really good at this kind of stuff. 
they're very good at kind of changing with the times and doing like yeah, because Adam Silver knows how, true knows how, he has his finger on the pulse of really just he really the does world, he yeah. listens to the fans uh, and the one thing I hope that they fix this year which has kind of been lacking over the past couple of years is the a dunk contest I think it's just a matter of who they get. They got to get some names. It is the three point, when the three point contest has bigger names than the dunk contest. Bro, we, re- the last couple of years have been Clay versus Steph. I know. And Devin Booker. <laughs> well, I mean, the three point contest always has some really damn good names. Yeah. And then the dunk contest, like every other year, they have like the one big name. I know. And or maybe the name that but, like tore it up the year but before. But there again, like you can have all everyone in the NBA is good athlete. If you get good dunkers, they don't necessarily have to be big names. If you get good dunker, it's the it's the format that's been lacking lately. Like, the way that they, they change it every year, the way that they do it, like, the, you, I don't even know how they do it anymore because they change it so much. And the, the form, why not have your two dunk, your two or three first round, quote unquote, first round dunks where everyone gets a dunk? You total up those scores, you take the top two, those two have two dunks, two or three dunks isn't for that, a final round. Isn't that what they do now? No, they cha- they've changed it so many times these past couple of years that it, it's not like that. Like, they. I remember one year, like three years ago, where they had all three guys, three minutes of just freestyle dunking. Do you remember that? The oh, East, yeah. The East was John Wall, Victor Oladipo, and Paul George. And those three, like, they do bounce passes to each other. They But it was just three minutes of freestyle stuff. It was so weird. Like, And then they just dropped that the next year. And then I don't even know how they do it anymore because – it, they change it, but it, it it's they're just, trying to find something to get the dunk contest fun again. It was fun. It was. It was imme- It was incredibly fun. You had Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard. Zach Levine when he went Zach on that Zach Levine tear. was doing incredible. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Well, that was arguably the best dunk contest of the freaking exactly in the last like ten years. Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine. Exactly, and now I don't know. And now for some reason, it just has been lacking the last couple of years. Like they obviously, it's still fun to watch, but now it's more fun to just watch the highlights of it. Like mm-hmm. it's not really that fun to watch live anymore. So I don't know. They I hope they figure something out with that. But I'm very excited for this All Star Draft. Dude, same. I'm ready. It's gonna be incredible. All right. In other news, Thunder's leading the Cavs by three. Shocker. Right. Shocker. The Cavs are losing. No, the news. Water's wet. Yep, exactly. I'm just trying to look at time here. Yeah, this might be a shorter podcast, but that's okay. Don't time you to need talk. sleep anyway? Yes, I do need sleep. Time to talk WWE. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar. Now, we talked a little bit about this on Hog Talk. Yeah, we did. Brock Lesnar, as we know, whether we like it or not, he is our new Universal Champion. And apparently... His new contract runs through WrestleMania. I'm assuming a five-match and probably a 10-appearance, 10 or 12-appearance schedule. You know, truckload of money pulling up to Lesnar's driveway. He's going to be at Survivor Series. Yep. Rumor is he'll be at TLC. I'm assuming he'll also be at Royal Rumble because that's a big five. I would assume. And then, you know what? I'll say four appearance or four match because normally he's not at the show before uh, WrestleMania. Normally, you know, Elimination Chamber win- winner faces Lesnar at WrestleMania. So I'll say four because then WrestleMania, obviously, and then a couple of Raws here and there. And I also heard that the deal is non-exclusive. He can go. He can go fight at UFC at any time during his contract. Now, <laughs> what do you think? Hmm. When do you realistically see him dropping the title? If I know WWE the way I think I do, they're not. They're see, we could sit here and be like, "Oh, they're so WWE so tone deaf. They never listen to the fans," which I think everyone would make a very valid case for. In a perfect world, you would think that they would do everything to re- to buck the trend that happened when let when the belt was off TV and everything. He's forty one years old. But I don't think they will. They weren't listening to fans when they threw when they slapped the belt back on them. What makes you think they're going to listen to people anymore? And people are going to be like, oh, well, they should listen to the ratings. Well, they should look at the ratings. I'm sure they're fully aware of the ratings, but they don't give a shit. And it, it, the, he's not going to drop until Mania. And they're, with- they're going to bank on a Braun versus Drew storyline, and they're going to freaking ride the the. Uh, the Rollins Ambrose program as yep. long as they humanly possibly could. 
The only thing that is actually good about this is we'll probably see, which is so sad that I'm about to say this, we might see AJ Styles' main event, a pay-per-view with that WWE Championship for the first time. That is weird to say. He hasn't main evented. It's either been Roman main eventing without a title or it's been Brock Lesnar with the title. It's it's sad, but yeah, it, he hasn't main evented a co-branded pay-per-view. I think he might have – I think they were still brand split last year. Yeah, they he were. was main eventing, but since it – since – I don't remember when they started doing co's again, but you know what I mean. Whenever they started doing co-branded pay-per-views again, he hasn't main evented. Earlier this year, I believe. Was it this year? Yeah, because they started the whole best of both worlds bullshit. The best of both worlds. Yeah, I think it was after Mania now. Yeah, now it was like directly that. after Mania because yeah, Backlash Chamber, was. The Chamber was still raw. Yeah, because yeah. they made Backlash the first co-branded one. Yep, yep, you're right. So that's sad, but hopefully hopefully now we can actually get that. Um, now we're getting, we're getting for the second year in a row, speaking of AJ Styles, we're getting Lesnar versus Styles. Your winner, my, the Universal Champion. See, Brock that's Lesnar. my thing. Now, I've noticed a pattern. Let, let's see if I can hold my train of thought here. I've noticed a pattern that every time we think Lesnar isn't going to win, Heyman cuts a promo, and he says, Lesnar's going to win. That's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. Now, every time he says that, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, we know you say that. <laughs> Good one. That's your phrase, yeah. But he said it when ta- he said it before Taker beat the streak. He said it before Taker beat Goldberg, which we all knew, or on Brock beat Goldberg. Sorry, which he we all kind of thought saw having a mile away. He said it a couple times while he was defending the title before Mania. Then he said it right before this year's WrestleMania, before he defended against Roman. He said it this week, last week before Crown Jewel, and again we didn't believe him. Now. I don't know if they did this on purpose, and I'm probably reading too much into it. I'm probably getting worked. But AJ Styles on on SmackDown said, "I'm I, last year I gave it my all, and it wasn't enough. But this year, I'm coming ready. I'm going to beat Brock Lesnar. That's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. Now, are they actually telling us that that's a spoiler? No. Because it seems like they have been doing that. For Brock, yeah, because the only reason— But think it, about it. It—, it it's literally them being like, you don't think this is going to happen, but watch, it's actually going to happen, and we're telling you it's going to happen. I think we all, but at the same time, we all, anyone who watches the program long enough knows it's going to happen because they know WWE just throws a truckload of money at Lesnar's driveway. So why not? I don't know. Which is why I think Lesnar's winning at Survivor Series again because now, they're throwing all that blood money from Saudi Arabia on his driveway. I do agree with you. I do think he is going to win. I'm probably still going to pull for AJ. Oh, I'm still pulling for him, too, but As I know in, the pro- result. I think I'm probably going to pick You're him. You're going to pick him? I think I'm going to. We'll see when we get to picks. But my other side of the argument, where I wanted my train of thought to keep going, he, with this possible UFC return, because DC, Daniel Cormier, has called out Brock Lesnar also, can they can they have him lose? Like, can, realistically, can can Lesnar lose because no. now he's going to a real fight? Well, it depends. It depends. Will he it... accept a loss is the other thing, well, too. Well, here's the thing. It, it really depends because I read an article on, uh, I think it was comicbook.com or whatever, and they were saying how, yeah, the deal is non-exclusive and he could go fight Cormier, but the window was so small, meaning that they need to like confirm that sucker ASAP. Because Cormier said that he wants to retire before he wants to retire at the age of forty, which he's going to hit in March. So they have to get so they have to get that match in soon. That pre- presumably that that match between um, Lesnar and Cormier. And if they don't, then they have the ultimate, you know, get out of jail free card UFC in the form of Jones Cormier three which I don't know how many people would be interested in that. I would be, just because I'm interested in anything John Jones does. But it really depends. If they if a deal if something comes out within the next two weeks saying, Yep, Cormier Lesnar, that's 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 on the next big well, see, thing. That's the other then thing. yeah, then Lesnar's never gonna lose. I don't think Lesnar has actually signed a UFC contract yet. I don't think so. I mean he re entered that pool, which makes you think that the deal will be yeah, imminent. He, he re he re entered the USADA drug testing pool. But there still hasn't been a confirmed contract. Right. 
And there, honestly, there hasn't even been a speculated contract. So, I don't know. It's so weird. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Lesnar saw the Crown Jewel money and was like, oh, you guys have eight more shows there? Interesting. Maybe I'll just stay here where I'm not getting beat up by DC, who, honestly, let's be real, would knock the shit out of Lesnar. Probably. Why? I'm 41 years old. Why would I go fight? when you guys are just going to give me all this money in this title just for showing up six times a year. If I'm Lesnar, I probably do that. <laughs> That's yeah. why I, it's but hard I don't for think me another to... Saudi show is happening between now and mania. Uh, no, probably not. It'll be, I think it'll be a lot. I think they're going to be doing this annually for the next four years where they do a summer one and a winter one. Yeah. Much like they do a, a spring UK tour and a winter UK tour. Yep. Um, <sighs> See, that's the thing. I don't fault Lesnar for this. I never fault Brock Lesnar. No. I've said multiple times I like Brock Lesnar as a performer. His matches are interesting. They're entertaining. I fault WWE completely for this because they keep giving him the title. Yeah. I don't fault Brock at all. If if I was Brock Lesnar and WWE came up to me and like, hey, we're going to make you champion again. And we're going <laughs> to pay you. But, uh, You're like, you see the hate you got for the – yeah, we saw it, but we're going to do it for you again. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, I would do it. If I was Brock Lesnar, right. I'd be like, yep. Done. You can't Give me the fall. contract. Tell me tell me what shows I need to be at. I'll be there easily. I just... Uh, <laughs> and I know they're going to keep the belt on me, and all I have to do is just be look halfway somewhat competent, and they're going to be like, fuck it, I'll just mail it in right now. If Lesnar is reported, uh, or is scheduled to be part of WrestleMania 35, as Dave Meltzer has reported, he may be in line for another lengthy title run since the event is still five months away. God damn it. <laughs> Now, if I was fantasy booking this, he would drop the title in a TLC match against Braun Strowman or Drew McIntyre or something. Well, isn't isn't TLC advertising uh, Braun and Drew at this very moment? I mean, yeah, but card card subject to change. change. I don't know. That would be my ideal thing. Realistically, he's not going to be at TLC. Oh, I know he won't be at TLC. I'm willing to bet money he won't be. Now, I said five matches on Hawk now and I moved it down to four. Now I'm thinking it's only three. It's probably Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and then WrestleMania. He's just gonna be a fucking face around the company. Not uh, like not storytelling was like just literally like literal face. And now Raw doesn't have a championship anymore, which makes my review show. Oh, I don't look forward to watching it Once anymore. Once again, the Intercontinental Championship has taken center stage. And it hasn't even because they're not focusing on the title. They're focusing on Rollins versus Ambrose. I would assume the title gets brought up soon. Uh, now that the tag belts are out of the way, I'd assume. I want him to drop it. And you know who I want him to drop it to? Who? Elias. The Intercontinental? Yes. First of all, get it out of. You how can is, have, you can have say, Rollins how, versus Ambrose as a non-title thing. Yeah, but how is the belt going to get to Elias? They don't like face versus face. And these are the two most over guys in the company right now. How do you work that one? All right, put it on a heel and then have Elias work with the heel. So Rollins drop, so Rollins drops it to Ambrose, moves on. No, not to not to Ambrose. So what I'm thinking, Ambrose does. Ambrose tries to call out. She's rain. <laughs> I need Rollins. to go to sleep. Seth Rollins does an open challenge, or well, he tries to call out Dean for a match, whatever, and then Dean doesn't come out. Does an open challenge for the IC belt. A heel answers. I'm blanking on names because I don't care about Monday Night Raw Actually. right now. Sure. He's reportedly injured, but sure. Someone like Bobby Lashley comes out. They wrestle a good match. Seth is about to win. Ambrose comes out and costs him the match. Lashley's New Year IC champ. You can do Rollins versus Ambrose, non-title. And then you can do some something like Lashley and Elias or whoever and Elias. You can have an actual... You can have an actual main event non-title. You can have, unfortunately, your main title would be IC at that point, and you can do a tag team, and you can do two women's stories on Raw. Like those can be your storylines. And we know one of the stories is already booked by Ron or booked with Ronda in it, so it's to exactly you do your you do your championship, and then you do a second secondary story, which right now is unfortunately the Riot Squad with Banks, Bailey, and Natalia, which is going to continue. But yeah, that that's the kind of thing. That's only acceptable on, on that's only, that would only be acceptable for me if they finally bring the women's tag belts. And I apparently they are. 
Apparently, I'm going to look this up, actually. I mean, yeah, because WWE officials have literally um, been giving fans signs that say, we want women's, women's tag championships. tag. Shit. Like, the fact that WWE themselves are, like, giving the fans the stuff. They're just like, yep, it's happening. We we just aren't going to tell you when. Yeah, no, like, apparently they're actually... What the hell? I wonder if those are... Um, examining the potential... I could have swore someone said recently that... Or Stephanie, I think, said recently that she or that they are. Could be announcing them at Evolution. Yeah, that that's an old. Okay, I can't find it, but I, I've, I have heard a rumor that Stephanie like actually said, "Hey, they are coming soon." So we'll see. I think that's why they kept Trish and Lita because I think they're eventually. Were they on to... Raw this week? No. Okay, they were not. Now that you say that, no, they were not. But yeah, I, Raw's just gonna suffer from this. Like, it already has. We knew that Lesnar winning the belt right away was like, we, oh yeah, it was like we're going to go through another five months of this shit. And it's kind of funny because they don't necessarily have to care about Raw right now because they already have a contract with USA, with like a new mega deal with USA for Monday Night Raw, and now they have to shift their focus to SmackDown because SmackDown needs better ratings because once it goes to Fox, Fox has actual standards. As far as their ratings go, like they need to be higher than they are right now. So th- I think that I think that they might be focusing more on SmackDown right now. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I just <laughs> just hate the fact that Lesnar's champion is putting me in another bad mood. You're telling me, dude. I need to go watch SmackDown again. <laughs> so I wasn't. I already wasn't watching a whole lot of WWE programming before. I might. I might just keep that intentionally, just not watching. I'm going to keep watching SmackDown because SmackDown has been good. Like I said, yesterday's episode was very, very good. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, speaking of WWE contracts, <laughs> apparently, Tetsuya Naito, former uh, IWGP Intercontinental Champion over in New Japan, was offered a WWE contract immediately following the Dominion event where he lost the IWGP Intercontinental Championship to Y2J Chris Jericho. Naito said, quote... Through, through translation. Quote, yeah, through translation. He said, quote, I didn't even give it a thought. This New Japan thing, or this New Japan ring is already the world's number one stage. The fans know this. That's why I think we should focus on our home crowd before looking international <laughs> at Vince McMahon like yikes <laughs> uh apparent yeah like that's huge that first of all good on WWE for going to get Naito he is one of the best performers in the world right now but yikes that's got to be a sh- that's got to be a middle finger in the face for WWE like one of the biggest stars was like nah I'm going to stay over here in Japan that's rough. And now we're looking at possibly Nakamura and the Good Brothers going back over to Japan. Because apparently New Japan is willing to shell out a lot of money for Nakamura. Well, yeah, because they might be losing so many uh, so many of, of their guys. I mean, the Bullet Club's probably... I mean, not Bullet Club. Uh, the the Bucks are the probably elite. gone. Cody's probably gone. Kenny uh, and Hangman. Kenny and Hangman are most likely gone. Uh, I believe Sh- uh, Marty is potentially gone. I haven't heard about Marty, but just yeah. but I know those five: the Young Bucks, yeah, all, Cody. All Hangman, their contracts are up at the at yeah. the end of the calendar year. So now, whether or not they go to WWE, the rumor is that they're starting their own product or their right. own show. But I, then again, maybe they're just going to NXT. But yeah, so that is true. So it's probably good that New Japan kept Tetsuo because. You're facing, you're facing five massive losses potentially. Oh yeah, or even just one of the five. That's a big enough. Lo- that's a big enough loss. So you need yeah. to maintain one. Like, yeah, if you lost the Young Bucks, that'd be terrible. If you lost Cody, that's pretty bad. I think they could do without Cody. Cody's good, and he's good for them. But they also survived before he got there. That's but true. anyway, Kenny would be a huge loss for them. Yeah. Hangman they could do without, too. Hangman's more of Ring of Honor, too. I don't know if he's over in Japan. But anyway, yeah, I I think this was a big kind of, like, wake-up call for WWE that maybe they need to 
maybe they need to do more with their product because yeah. may and put on better matches. Like Naito, I think Naito realizes that if he would have came over, that his matches would have been watered down. Yeah, because WWE needs to put, and like you said, better, uh, more quality has to put on more quality matches. They need to pay yeah. attention more about the quality that they have in house. And I think the problem with Vince here, because I think Triple H tries to go get the outside talent, but the thing is he knows what to do with them yes. for the most part. I would say about 90 to 95% of the time he knows what to do with them. Yeah. And the other 5 or 10% is just like he brings the talent here and then Vince is like, oh, no, I know what I want to do with him and then fucks him over, i.e. Finn. Um, i.e. Nakamura. I.e. Nakamura, exactly. See, when, that, when these were Triple H signings, essentially. That was going to be my next point. Do you think New Japan stars saw Nakamura versus Styles and then Nakamura versus or er, uh, uh, Styles versus Joe, these last two feuds that both went like five matches long, yeah. and saw how watered down the matches were, how terrible the storylines were? Do you think they saw that and was like, if they're gonna handle those three fantastic superstars, if they're gonna handle them like that, well, AJ, why would we want to go? Well, AJ to WWE's credit, they have done. I mean, yeah, they've had they've had a couple of rough programs with them, but to their credit, they've done a really good job of utilizing. No, AJ. yeah, he's a great champion. Like they have, I'm, like the even focus more on Nakamura right, and right, Joe. right. I would I would even cross out Joe here because I mean, it for he's been when he's healthy, he's been put in feuds that he has to make the most out of them. But he we, has yet to hold hold gold. I, I'm no, I know, but that's what I'm saying. When healthy, the programs that he's been put into haven't been the greatest. Even and credit and really the only reason why the AJ Joe feud was so like kept my my inner my uh what's the word I'm looking for my interest yeah was because of their prior history like dating back years of like numerous promotions oh well yeah like that's but the, that's not a credit to WWE it's not a that's yeah. what that's what that's exactly what I'm okay. saying that's my point yeah. yeah that's the only reason I would so Joe does. Joe does the best with what he's given, and I give him credit for that. I give him all the credit in the world for that. Looking at Nakamura specifically, because that he was just for the longest time he was the attraction in New Japan. Yeah, like it, it can be it can be argued that he was New Japan for, while when he was there, and they brought him over. They made him this rock star in NXT. Great, that Triple H. They brought him over. They put him on the main roster. He was pretty much a rock star when they brought him up at first. He beat. John Cena clean. Yeah, like, and you're and you're looking at this like, okay, they're doing something right here. They, when's when's the Royal Rumble? You're like, okay, they finally figured it out. He won the Royal Rumble. They finally figured out where are we at now? He's a mid card champion, who hasn't had a feud. Literally has not had a feud since the AJ feud. Right. Even when he won the title, he was a sub part of a feud between Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy, and, and Randy, Randy Orton. Orton. So the thing is, I think they're looking at how they utilized the former poster boy of New Japan. And exactly. They're like, if Naito or any, any one of them even. I think that's why Naito and Kenny Omega, who uh, has had a reported like a couple contract offers, yeah. I think that's why both of them haven't come over. Exactly, because when, you have, when you're the poster boy of one company, like, and you go over there, you're, I'm not saying you're expected to be the poster boy yet again, but you're expected to be a pretty damn big name. Yeah, but oh, then absolutely. you see how someone who already came from your current promotion. So if I'm Kenny Omega, you see how they've utilized Shinsuke, who was, as I mentioned, could be argued was New Japan. You go over to WWE and they start him off with so much promise, and you're like, okay, this gives me some thought. Mm -hmm. And then you see how they just butcher him. The only reason I feel like Shinsuke is even still somewhat afloat and relevant is because fans won't let him be irrelevant. We won't let him be irrelevant. We aren't going to let the WWE just fucking bury him. Now, again, if let's say we're, let's say we go five years down in the future, right? Yeah. And Trips takes creative control, we could be singing a whole new song. And I think we will be singing a whole new song once Trips finally gets full creative control over NXT and the main roster. I agree. But, but in its current state, and you don't even have to look at Shinsuke right now. I mean, you could, obviously. That's a big example. You don't even have to look at Shinsuke. You don't have to look at Samoa Joe. Look at what the fuck they're doing with just, with just their big brand. You have so many hot products right now, one of which being, again, one of the big stars in New Japan in the form of Finn Balor, and they go to there in case of emergency, break the glass in case shit goes haywire thing, and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. 
That's why I think that comment that Nino said was such a zinger to Vince McMahon. Focus on what you have in-house. Don't try to look outside unless you're actually going to do shit with them outside. In the case of Brock Lesnar, they're doing shit, but that's, that's, not, that's not the context we're looking at here. They had so many options to carry that belt for the time being. Even like they have Braun's the biggest guy over right now. If you wanted to put it on a heel, slap it on Drew. If you wanted to if you want to make things right, slap it on Finn. Work with the guys that you have in house. Don't look elsewhere if you're just gonna fucking mismanage them. Even Lashley. Even Lashley, exactly. Work with what you have in house. Don't look elsewhere if A, you're gonna mismanage them from like a talent standpoint or B it's just like oh we're just gonna go back to this well because it's all we know and it's like the it's like our security valve Dean Ambrose would have been so good see see because that would have just told the story oh god that would have told the story so well so what I didn't have championship when I was with you but now I left you guys and I so with Naito saying what he did in that comment oh yeah I, I think that's a little bit less of even though I do think it's a matter it it the uh the usage of Shinsuke and to an extent, Samoa Joe and definitely the Good Brothers and most definitely Finn because I think Finn's just disappearance was all Vince and I will go in on that any day of the fucking week because you know how much I love Finn Balor. Yep. But I think it was a little less of that. It was a little bit more of, of Nido going at Vince saying, let's see what you could fucking do with the talent you actually have. Do something with them, not fuck it up, and then try to rely on your son-in-law to bring these ta- bring this talent over, and then when he brings it to you, prime and ready to do more, you fuck it up more. I'm not gonna be subject to that. That's this is why people think NXT is the superior brand, even though they're supposedly developmental. Exactly. Trips knows how to put on stories. He knows how to get the best out of everyone there, whether it's a low end NXT guy or a guy who or or a guy you're just like, oh, it's just a ticking time clock until he's up at the main roster. Look what he did with Nikki Cross, and finally brought him. They brought her up. I don't know if that's actually brought up. Bring I, up I, I hope. I hope it is for the sake of sanity. Yeah, for the sake of sanity, it'll be great for them. For Nikki Cross, it's horrible. The way that's sanity. The way sanity's been booked, it's horrible for her. Well, but the yeah, way Nikki, how hot she was, it's great for sanity. Because oh now, she is. now they're whole. They're whole again. So pretty much. That's the only thing. But no, I, I, I'm if I'm not, I wouldn't fucking come over. If I'm Kenny Omega, I'm not fucking coming. If I'm a Hangman, I'm not. If nah. I'm the if I'm the Young Bucks, I might not. And if I'm Cody, I'm talking Young like, Bucks. I wouldn't. I, I in all honesty, any of those five, I'm not coming over until yeah. like I know I'm like Trips I'm is like it. or ex- NXT exclusive, right? Unless they're NXT exclusive, or even when they get to the main roster, Vince Fine is like, you know what? Fine, him. He'll take care of you. I don't give a fuck. Just take the money. We'll let Trips take care of you when you're whenever you make the main roster. Just come here. Yeah, that's the only scenario when we know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> right. So in my opinion, by the time we hit, I don't know, March of 2018, by the time we hit Mania season for WWE, those same five. There's I in, in all honesty, I think they're gonna rework their contracts and stay in New Japan at least another two years. I don't know if they actually want to do a new promotion. I think they can. They, we saw the success of they, All In. They definitely can. But if I'm but if I'm being but if you take out the promotion thing, they're either going strict strictly Ring of Honor or they're staying in New Japan. None of them are coming to the WWE. And the, the and the thing that I think buried it completely was the shit they pulled in Crown Jewel. I think Crown Jewel was the final nail in the coffin. I don't know. Now they have the money for it though. Now they can offer Kenny Omega a big deal. Yeah, but again, I mean you you even mentioned it too. The way that they fucking just mismanaged oh, yeah. so much of their talent. And and like I said, the way they just freaking just relegated Shinsuke Nakamura to mid card at best. Oh yeah, all the money in the world isn't gonna bring them over in we'll, my opinion. Uh, I mean, we'll, money talks. Exactly. But, we'll see how money talks. I mean, you could say the same thing for CM Punk, and he said no a billion times. To what? The WWE's been trying to throw crazy. Whether it's to him or w- AJ. WWE, I think so. they want him back. I think why is it's kept? They want him back. Quiet, quiet as it's kept. I think they want him back. Do you know how many times they literally edited out CM Punk chants the other night? That's just, a, yeah. But I do think again, Vince likes money, and he will do anything to 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 channel any of that. He gets too petty with them. I think, and if Triple H has anything to say, he he won't want Punk back either. Oh they, no, they it, legitimately hate each other. Oh no, if it's a no, if it's a if it's a Paul Levesque versus Phil Brooks thing, hell no. It's I think not that's happening. a. 
Punk, that's a different situation because that got real personal real fast. Mm. I it would take. I don't know if any amount of money would would fix that. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to know. As of right now, we have eight matches announced for Survivor Series. All right, where are we at? What match are you most excited for? All right, let me see. So we have we have all the champion versus champion matches, which is Ronda versus Becky. We have Rollins versus Nakamura. Lesnar versus Styles 2. We have Team Raw versus Team SmackDown men's, women's, tag team. Uh, we also have the AOP versus The Bar. The Bar. And Buddy Murphy defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Mustafa Ali. What yeah. match are you most looking forward to? Wait, so we think? have a five on five Survivor Series elimination match, then a five on five Survivor Series tag team elimination match. Okay. One is le- so it'll be five teams on five teams, so it'll be ten on ten. Okay. All right. Cool. What match am I most excited about? Yeah. Oh, easily Rousey versus Becky. Really? Easily. I think uh, that's for me. It's one and two. Like even on the list, it's one and two. That's fair. Ronda and Becky, and then Seth and Shinsuke. That might be the best fucking match Shinsuke ever gets this year, which is so unfortunate. Yep. Mine goes three, two, one. Three, two, one. In in that order? <clears throat> no, two, three, one. I guess, and if okay. we're going that order, Rollins Nakamura one hundred percent, because Nakamura is my favorite wrestler. Rollins is up there. He's definitely one of the best workers in the WWE oh right goodness. now. Yeah. And God, Lesnar versus Styles last year was so good. It was so good. And if they do anything like they did last year, it's going to be amazing. And if Styles actually pulls out a victory, can you imagine? Oh, that would I be so good. I wonder if they would because they're about to release a, a DVD about it, of his greatest hits. Too. I, like all the signs seem to be pointing for AJ. He said it's a spoiler. All the signs <laughs> keep pointing to AJ, but we know WWE and Vince has his hand up Brock's ass. So. The reason I'm not as excited for Ronda Becky as I am with the other matches is because I'm scared how they're going to book it. That makes sense. With the way WWE books things, I feel like they're they're going to put one person over. And that scares me because the other person is going to eat they're going it's not going to help the other person and I'm just I'm scared. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting. AOP versus the bar should be interesting. Again, that's how they book it. Could be interesting though. I, well, very got, excited, so Buddy well, Murphy, we got Mustafa. Essentially, two heel factions. Yep, which is why that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Very I like excited. I feel like everyone's going to be probably chanting, uh, going for the bar here. Also, Big Show wasn't with the bar this week. Really? They were. I mean, they never. They didn't have a segment. They were backstage, but they still no sign of Big Show. But Big Show's posting like the promotional pictures with that match. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Like on the pictures, it's like you'll see, you see ALP with Drake Maverick, and then you have. That's a dope picture. They have. Ooh, I like it's that. It's split down the middle, blue and I need blue that on red. a poster. That's dope. I might have to try to get me one of those. I need that. The Survivor Series poster. It's dope. But anyway. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be sure to follow us everywhere. Follow us on YouTube. Bops only Friday night, 10 p.m. Next episode will also be on Friday like today's a day late. And Friday will also be a day late. So apologize for that. But episode will be coming. Uh, yeah. Take us out. Man, you lit a fire underneath me talking about that New Japan WWE yeah. <laughs> transition. <laughs> you went off on that. Hey, man. You're starting <laughs> to see just how much like this, like this, how much like hatred I have for just how things are booked these days. Yep. <laughs> um. Like, give me a whole show and have my oof. Anyways, well, thankfully you guys aren't subject to that. First round KO. Uh, iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on Stitcher. Find us there. For those of you who have found us, and for those of you who listen to us on Stitcher, then damn, good for you. You're doing great, sweetie. Uh, um, on Twitter, follow us at FRKL Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. And follow myself because I have some very exciting updates coming up soon, personal-wise, and I'm very excited to share as far as, like, branding stuff-wise. I'm super excited for that. Follow me at Moore underscore 7. Links in the description. Next episode, football, football, and more football. I think we all kind of figured as much, right? <laughs> right. Um... Yeah, I, I, that's probably going to cover the the entire rat no, next episode, right? Maybe mostly football. Uh, cool. I'm not, I, I ain't complaining. <laughs> I got to talk.
That's two straight days of football I get to talk. Yay. And I get a weekend off. Did you do you work this weekend? I do. All weekend? Four days in a row. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Nope. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The late shift or the early shift? Late, late, early, er, late. Sunday's early. All of them, all the other ones are late. Oh, fuck, dude. Yep. Love my life. That's my life for the next three weeks. Well, I get paid tomorrow, so you'll probably see me on one of those four days. Let's be real. <laughs> you'll probably see me in there one of these next four days. And you will see, slash here, us the next time. We shock the system since day one at the finish line, go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots, that's extended mag. I don't mean to brag, you smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function, I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor, acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance with you. You see me as a challenge to manage your intuition.